I just want to raise this now. I always get flack when I do red team videos and guys say, why are you teaching people to hack? Um, is this an example of why you need red teams and why it's worth learning these skills so that you can help companies protect their stuff? Yes, and, and you have to have that right mentality. You have to say, we're doing this for good. We're doing this for better security. It's so that we can find problems like this ahead of time before the bad guys do. Uh, we say, you know, our offense is your defense. Uh, yeah. And that I think is so important because if if we had looked at this beforehand, if we had a, a bug bounty program, if there were vulnerability disclosure programs, if there was a hackathon or a CTF to really, you know, kick the tires and test the chops of the software, maybe we'd never be in this predicament. Uh, so if... if yeah, if folks are throwing shade, hey, doing red team and, and educating folks on offensive security, it's still necessary, but it has to be paired and coupled the right way and that we're doing this for the right reasons. We're the white hat hackers. You know, we're the we're good guys in this fight. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you don't educate, I think someone said it, if you if you want to defend yourself, you have to learn how to fight. Um, um, yeah. And um you know, if you if you don't put the effort in to learn how to how the stuff works, or there's there's not good guys who are doing this. The bad it's not going to stop the bad guys. It's just it's just going to uh, it's it's just going to make it easier for them. Um, and I mean, I think you're a fantastic example of that because you've been an advocate of CTF. You've been an advocate of learning this red team stuff, and now all that knowledge and all those skills are being used now to protect perhaps thousands of customers. There are words that may be circulating on, is this a zero day attack? And, I, and I'll use that kind of as a, as a means for education and more for learning because uh, zero day has to mean, okay, that the good guys, the defenders, us trying to protect and, and work to security, uh, we've had zero days to prepare. Uh, yeah. From what we've understood, uh, Kaseya had been notified and disclosed of vulnerabilities like this from DIVD, some other Dutch vulnerability in, in investigators. Uh, so when folks and when there are stories, headlines that run about this being a zero day, I add, you know, a little asterisk and a disclaimer. Uh, so just for the world, your understanding as you're listening in, maybe that's something you could also latch on to is like we, we are seeing vulnerabilities that we had time to prepare for. We had time to lock down and secure. Now, hey, that onus is is on you as the good guys. Let's uh, let's tighten this up before incidents like this happen. It, it, it's that human nature thing. We don't do what we're supposed to do. It it, it stinks. It sucks to see it, <laughs> but we always get another slap in the face. We get another wake up call, and we're repeatedly reminded. Uh, I, I've said earlier, security isn't something that we can solve even if we try to. Uh, cybersecurity has to be something that you earn every day. Everyone, David Bombal back with John Hammond. John, you've had a terrible weekend. Your 4th of July wasn't as nice as it could have been. So tell us about it. Hey there, David. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, forgive me for my, my scraggly appearance, right, in the, the Monster Energy drinks beside me. <laughs> uh, we're running on smoke and fumes, but uh, we're staying in the trenches. We're trying to fight fires. Uh, happy to chat with you about the recent 
I guess still ongoing, um, Kaseya VSA ransomware incident that has struck down multiple managed service providers and through that kind of uh, any other small to medium businesses or other organizations and other companies. I uh, can give you whatever details you'd like, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, I, you're like in the middle of a a, a, a war, for lack of a better word. You're in the, you're, like you say, in the trenches, there's fires that you have to put out. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. So just for people who, you know, there's been a lot of stuff on the news perhaps, but from a techie point of view, can you explain what happened and then let's get deep if, if you have time for that. For that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll have to add a little asterisk and a little disclaimer. Um, some of you might have seen me before as kind of John Hammond over on YouTube, putting out content and things on capture the flag and cybersecurity, malware, dark web stuff. Uh, but truthfully for this, I have to wear my hat uh, for my day job. <laughs> so I, I, I work at Huntress, Huntress Labs, which is a managed threat detection company that's kind of helping in the rapid response and recovery from this Kaseya VSA ransomware incident. Um, on on Friday, the 2nd of July, around noon on Eastern time, uh, we were kind of getting reports, getting notifications from our, our MSP partners uh, that they seemed to be struck by ransomware. And it started to come in with maybe two or three reports, which we thought was weird because, okay, from different companies getting hit uh, at the same time, it, it seemed like there was maybe some greater thing going on here. Uh, and as we determined, the only commonality between these attacks was that they were using Kaseya's VSA or their RMM, uh, their remote monitoring and management software and, and, and platform. Uh, that RMM is a tool that has sort of administrative access or godlike powers, right, on, on yeah, all of yeah. the endpoints, all the downstream companies and systems and networks that a managed service provider would supply IT solutions for. Uh, so this has sort of become, and what we've seen as a, a one-to-many attack, uh, and that it, it is a supply chain attack, uh, but not in the traditional solar winds Orion kind of sense that we're easy to think back to. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a, a much more technical kind of CI/CD continuous integration, continuous development pipeline. Uh, but this is a supply chain attack in that, okay, we, we trickle down from the VSA to MSPs and managed service providers, and then their customers, the small to medium businesses and all the other organizations that are affected. So John, just to help my understanding and, and people who are watching, this was a public facing website that they would use for some something or another. And the attacker was able to update software on their website by bypassing authentication. Um, that was then pushed to 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 the MSPs, which then was pushed to devices. Um, is, is that kind of right? Yeah, uh, I'd be careful with the, with the word update because uh, it wasn't strictly a, an update for this case in particular. Um, but you are absolutely right. The flaw was in that VSA software. Uh, and this is where we kind of get into, again, that conversation, the absolute need for code review and auditing and an internal red team, just, just folks that uh, can make sure that the product, the software that we provide, what we, what we offer to the world, that needs to be locked down and, and hardened on security, especially if this is going to be end up granting administrative access to hundreds of thousands of devices. I think this comes as the opportunity to hold us accountable. Vendors, myself, Huntress included, right? We 
we just have to raise our eyebrow at this sort of thing because um, one of the, one of the th- analogies that we talk about and it, I, I've shared before is as the end business, as that small to medium businesses, it's working with the managed service provider and using technology like this. You don't even know. You, you aren't even aware uh. about this technology. Say you're a regular person. You're just a human that goes to the grocery store. Say you want to pick up some fruit, some apples, some vegetables. You don't know what farm that's grown on, how that food was made and produced. You just, you get it and you're good. Th- that parallels really well with IT solutions like this. Uh, those businesses might not know software with flaws like this that could open vulnerability holes and could be exploited like this. You aren't even aware unless you start those conversations and hold that whole chain accountable. So in our Reddit thread and us Huntress, we've tried to make this as public and as, and as uh, make everyone aware as much as we can. You know, part of our mission is education and awareness. So we wanted to make this fully transparent. Uh, so all of our technical details, all of our analysis and findings have been in that Reddit thread. Uh, we've walked through sort of what we believe, what we uh, can can confidently say we think is the real attack chain here. Uh, And we have a video demonstration of that link there. We've recently done our own webinar where we're just trying to help folks understand this more and in in detail. Uh, And then, you know, have the better understanding of how could, how could someone respond to a mass ransomware incident like that? Um, I'll link the, I'll link those below. Sorry, those resources. So John, if you can give it to me after the call, that'd be great. Um, You know, the, the Reddit, uh, the, the, I know we were going to do this interview yesterday, but, uh, you um you had to do that webinar. So any like if, if someone really wants to get in the the details, that'd be great. Yeah. So it, if you want to get nerdy with me, if you want to get technical, what we're thinking is as we've seen some malicious IP addresses seemingly hosted uh, from a compromised maybe Amazon Web Service or, or DigitalOcean yep. provider, uh, they they have made requests web requests to public facing. Kaseya VSA servers. Um, as we're walking through those logs and doing our analysis, we see that potential threat actor hit a slash dl.asp file. And that is an, a totally accessible and public page that, that does not require authentication or any sort of credentials. Uh, following that, there seems to be some sort of authentication bypass some way, somehow, because just following that, they reach out to this page, uh, a kupload.dll. And that kupload.dll does offer file upload functionality. And we can see from one of the logs, a a specific kupload.log, okay, we see indicators that an agent.crt file was uploaded, which is the, excuse me, which is the original uh, ransomware detonator, the original payload, and a screenshot.jpg. It is not a JPEG file. In fact, it's more malicious code to run. And we truthfully haven't found all of the screenshot.jpg. Everyone that's been gracious and generous enough to share with what they've been able to find is a truncated version from their IDS or their intrusion detection system. Uh, and that we don't have that full story just yet. But this, following- This, this is a Kaseo public uh, server, is that right? Yes. So it's, it's it originated from them, the vendor, yeah? Uh, the attack was on Kaseya VSA and the, that yeah. vendor solution. Yep. Sorry, go on. I interrupted you. No. Uh, so so far, we've seen that authentication bypass and then file upload capabilities. 
Following that as the third prong kind of approach here, they reach another file, uh, user filter table report.asp. Now that file is truthfully littered with potential SQL injection capability. Uh, however, we do not think at this point that that even was what was compromised here. It looks like there are other potentially dangerous functions. We see an eval in that source code. They could just simply, they, they could simply just run and execute code injection or command injection. Uh, so following that attack chain, we've been able to develop kind of our own proof of concept, uh, replicating what we believe the threat actors have done here. And again, we'll have the video and maybe we could share that on screen. Um, That'd be great, yeah. But it does grant code execution. So the threat actors could, if they wanted to, uh, add persistence, create an implant. Uh, they could call back and get full command and control C2 functionality. Uh, it's, it's code execution. They own that machine. They could do whatever they'd like. Uh, and, and this is actually pushed out to all those downstream endpoints via the database because they have access to that. What we're concerned about right now, as, as you and I are having this conversation, is because the recovery remediation that's been suggested is just pull the plug, you know, turn off these servers, get them all offline. Yep. We don't want this to, con to contaminate more. Uh, we have not yet seen a formal patch from Kaseya. Uh, we were tracking this on the second and currently it's the seventh. We do not yet have a patch. Our concern is when we bring these servers back online, is there, are there still going to be any of those pending jobs or sleeping tasks, things that might be queued up to then still continue to deploy and detonate ransomware on those affected organizations? Uh, we're strongly hoping that, okay, whatever we can do to help and whatever Kaseya might offer in their patch will clear, delete, scrub, do whatever is necessary to eradicate any, any artifacts like that. Well, so I mean, in, in in one of the figures is a million devices have had their uh, their hard drives encrypted. Is that right? That is what Revil, uh, the ransomware gang, has said publicly on their dark website. I have to think that might be a little just bragging. That might just be yeah. them flaunting and touting this attack. Um, I have I don't have any evidence to confirm or, or say we're at a million endpoints. Um, I don't think Revil or the ransomware gang even has a feedback loop to know what full impact or what they've compromised. Um, still in speculation, still analyzing, uh, still developing. How do you? How does a customer res get their data back? So you either pay the ransom, or you have to restore from backup. Is it, well, what are your options? Yes. So if if you're hit with ransomware, ransomware being that malicious software that encrypts all of your files and data, personal information that you have stored on your computer, oftentimes it's with a ransom note. And again, can can share some screenshots here. It says, "Hey, you might have this allotted time period to give us money, and our demands, uh, the threat here is, we'll ask for fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. I think we've seen up to." 5 million US dollars. Uh, again, of course, all paid in cryptocurrency. Uh, yep. That's another can of worms, right? But yep. those are the options. Unless you can roll out backups, unless you can rapidly respond, recover, repair. Uh, it's an incredibly tough situation. And, and when folks ask, you know, when you start to have the conversation, 
how do we stop this? Do we need laws? Do we need regulations? Do we need something that makes paying ransomware threat actors illegal? Because that only emboldens the, the crime yeah. even more. Uh, I think that's a really tough decision to make. I don't know the solution for it, but part of me wonders if we're adding a fine or an extra, an extra illegal thing for paying a ransomware threat actor, is that just putting salt in the wound? Is, is that kicking the victim while they're already down? Yeah. Uh, I would propose, and this is something we've, we've said often, is like, if you're in those shoes, if, if it's your business, if, if you're a parent and it, your child is kidnapped, are you going to pay the ransom? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you, what you're, you're saying, yeah. It's like, you really have to... You know, it's a hard yeah. situation. I think it's, you just have to do what's best for your business, consult legal, consult counsel. But the right decision is... It just have to, has to be up to that business. But. You, you're very good at not doing this, John, but tell me about your company and your involvement. What do you guys actually do? So why are you involved in this? So my day job, Huntress Labs, is a uh, software-as-a-service company that performs managed threat detection and just helps eradicate hackers or ensure that hackers earn their access when we hunt for persistence. Uh, and we use that as a key indicator to determine whether or not there's actually malicious activity. Uh, we primarily support the managed service provider channel. Um, and, and that is why we wanted to get involved with this because in many cases, Kaseya customers are our partners just as well. Uh, yeah. This is specifically the, the sphere of the world that we're part of and Truthfully, we haven't seen a whole lot of information out and about. So when we say, hey, hackers are going to hack, Huntress is going to hunt, uh, we wanted to make that still something transparent and get everyone in the know, uh, which is why we've been doing such mass outreach. And I, I have to think, uh, in my personal opinion, right, we, we've been out in front of this thing. We've been uh, yep, definitely screaming about it and shouting from the rooftops. So, so what do you guys do? to help customers and then how do I, like if I wanna do what you're doing, what do you do actually? Is it malware analysis? And then what skills do I need to get to become John Hammond? Sure thing. So we have a lot of conversations in security about um, automation and manual effort, uh, prevention and detection. Uh, at, at Huntress, we believe that, look, security incidents are gonna happen. Like. No matter how many times we scream and, and, and shout about it, hey, don't click on those email links, yep. those phishing links, it's just going to happen. We're, we're still going to have legacy, outdated, deprecated technology and server-side vulnerabilities and exploits are just going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if we change our model and our mindset to assume compromise, well, then we just really care about that, de that detection, that response, yeah. that recovery and how we can get back in the fight on this thing. We also are, are strong in the belief that automation is a must. Yes, it, it is absolutely defined. Having these automated solutions are great, but they can just be bypassed. Uh, it, it's not the end-all solution. It's not a silver bullet. It's not a magic wand. We've showed time and time again how we could just slip past those preventive security measures. So it's our understanding. What, what really we really believe is that Human beings and people like you and me need to be part of that equation. We need to be yeah. the security experts that have the context, the know-how. We need to be, we need to have our eyes on that just as well. So when we've been uncovering and pulling the threads that, that come from this Kaseya incident, when we look at that file, the reason we can say, oh my goodness, this has so much potential vulnerabilities is because we looked at it, our, our own human being eyeballs. 
I think that's absolutely vital. And that's what we're doing. That's we're, we're being human powered threat hunters. And if folks are interested in that sort of thing, then yeah, it just takes leveling up your own skill set. It just takes the education. It takes you tinkering and playing with malware samples in a safe way. It, it, it takes your curiosity and capture the flag and learning to code and programming. Uh, it's just in diving in and surrounding yourself with everything in security, because the way we wouldn't have been able to put these puzzle pieces together and the way that we had, uh, you know, really found the breadcrumbs on this, that's, that's all kudos to us spending time in the trenches. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we've actually recorded a, another video, which I'll post. Uh, it was, it, so apologies to everyone. It was going to be posted in the past, and I never got to it, where John does some malware analysis. And I mean, that John, you've got a lot of stuff on your YouTube channel. So I'll put a link to your YouTube, YouTube channel below as well, because you've done a lot of this. Um, you've always been an advocate of like um, understanding coding, understanding CDFs. And I, I can see you're a bit tired. So forgive the dodgy questions, but it's like, it's nice to see all that knowledge and all that theory that, and you know, you've always said, do CTFs, do this, do this, but it's nice to see you actually applying that in a real live ongoing engagement, if you like. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you must be so tired. I mean, how much have you slept? <laughs> uh, well, so throughout the weekend, we were all huddled in a zoom call until three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Um, my, I, I live with my girlfriend and she was livid that we've just totally blew up our holiday weekend. <laughs> um, thankfully, uh, as the world is starting to come back together, uh, just yesterday I was able to sleep for a normal amount of time. Uh, but I, th I think it has been great effort. So in our webinar, I think that's a great bundled representation of everything we've been discussing. And seeing it in the news, as you mentioned, has been fulfilling and, and feels like the, a good mission. Because at this point, I, I've been chatting with the team and like, hey, we're in 1,300. We're in over 1,000 syndicated articles and we're getting the word out about this. So as much as that is a pat on the back and I love it, I just think that's the right thing to do. That's the, that's the best mission that we have here. So I need to ask you this question, John. Is, are there jobs in cybersecurity? Are, are there jobs doing what you're doing? I mean, I'm assuming this is just putting a spotlight on that. Absolutely. There... And I, so I'll have to mention some of our industry collaboration, right? We've been working so closely with TrueSec, another vendor, um, or vendor might not be the right word. Uh, we've been working, and of course, uh, Mandiant and FireEye are totally in the mix on this. Uh, they're working very closely with Kaseya. Uh, CrowdStrike, uh, Blackpoint has been in here. It's, it's, it's strange because we, we don't want to take such a devastating thing like this to turn it into a, a marketing and sales PR mm -hmm. stunt. Uh, but folks do come out of the woodwork and say, oh, maybe this attack wouldn't have happened if you had my product. And that's, that's no shade or shame on them. Some folks might opt to, to do that. But when you ask, are there jobs, are there companies that ask for this sort of thing? Yes, absolutely and if, if you're one of the individuals listening in and say, hey, I really want to be a part of this, trust me, you'll, you'll see some potential career opportunities welcome you with open arms. I mean, I just see, again, using the BBC as a reference because that's like a really broad um, news source. They, they, they talking about cybersecurity jobs. Um, I mean, I just see huge uptake in this. So, John, I know you're tired and you're busy, so I just want to wrap it up with um, you 
recommend CTFs, learn programming, have a, and I, I mean, rather than getting into the weeds now, go and have a look at your YouTube channel. Any other resources, any other suggestions that you can give to someone who wants to get into this? So my last tidbit along those great lines, uh, because I, I know I said those plenty of times before and will repeatedly foot stomp them, uh, that, that means be involved, but I'd elevate that and say that means be involved with the community. Uh, that means be active in Discord servers and Slack and forums and talk with people, chat with those that are interested in this sort of same thing because incredible networking opportunities follow from it. You meet fantastic researchers, you meet super smart folks. Uh, one thing that we've absolutely seen from this incident, and I'll tie it back to this, um, was the absolutely incredible outpouring of community support from businesses and organizations and companies wanting to help others, wanting to say, hey, I've got techs uh, that are available throughout the weekend. I have some you know, engineers that we might be able to help lend the fight across Germany, New Zealand, Australia, California, United States, uh, everywhere. And that's been one incredible thing because it shows the, the wholehearted community in here. And you certainly want to be a part of that. Even if you're learning, if you're just growing, it means that there's strength in numbers and the people that make this are what can really solve or, or work to solve these issues in, in security. That's brilliant, John. I really want to thank you for your time, man. Thanks so much for you know speaking to me. Thanks so much, David. Happy to uh, happy to chat. Mm -hmm.